Hello, my friends. How are you today? The podcast is brought to you by Waterstone Mortgage and the Bowen team. If you're looking for a lender, you're thinking about buying a house or maybe refining your house, you have to call Michael Bowen. Give Michael a call at 505-259-8326, 505-259-8326. I'm going to tell you right now, as a real estate professional, that's my normal day job. This guy is the guy that I refer people to. He is super knowledgeable, been doing this for like 30 something years, 30 years, I think. I don't want to make him older than he really is. But this guy knows everything there is to know about mortgages. Whether you're a first time home buyer or you're buying a luxury property worth $10 million, Michael Bowen is the guy that can help. They have all kinds of loan programs. Like I said, first time home buyers, doctors, military, you name it. This guy can take care of you. Give him a call, 505-259-8326. MLS number 214602, Michael Bowen and the Bowen team at Waterstone Mortgage. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Pure Life. Pure Life is New Mexico's biggest and best medical cannabis dispensary. Biggest and best. These guys have flour, they have pre-rolls, they have vaporizers, concentrates, edibles, tinctures, accessories, everything that you could think of if you're a card holder here in the state of New Mexico. Now, If you don't know or not comfortable with going into these places and you're kind of new to it, fear not. Their staff, super friendly. Everybody's really kind. They'll spend time with you, get to know you, help you figure out what exactly you need. You got to go check these guys out. They have six locations around the state. There are two more coming by this summer. Pure Life is New Mexico's best medical cannabis dispensary. Check them out online, purelifenm.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Unleash Sports Nutrition. You can check these guys out online right now, UnleashSportsNutrition.com. And this is our friend Corey and Jen Sipta over in Rio Rancho. They're at the corner of Southern and Unser in that little shopping center right there. And these guys are super, super helpful to Dex and I right now. Dex is doing this thing where he's trying to get into the fire department and they have him on this regiment of supplements that he needs to take to help him achieve what he's trying to achieve. Me, myself, personally, what I'm taking with these guys is I'm taking the Intech Evolution Protein Powder. It's gluten-free. I'm taking the Intech Evolution uh, Post-Workout and I'm also taking their Thermogenic and their BCAAs. That's uh, the amino acids. The stuff these guys are having me taking right now, I've got to tell you, it's super helpful because what I'll do is I'll go to the gym about four times a week and I'm doing cardio every day, but I'm also working out. And the stuff that's really super helpful is the post-workout stuff because what it does is it feeds the muscles the things that you need to put in there after you have a workout. So they have these nutrition plans that they have on special right now. So go in and talk to Corey about your nutrition plan and see how he can help you achieve your results that you're trying to achieve. I'm telling you, these guys are super knowledgeable when it comes to supplements. You've got to go check them out. Unleash Sports Nutrition in Rio Rancho. It's the corner of Southern and Unser. Make sure to tell them that Buck and Dex sent you in for the Buck and Dex podcast deal. Now it's time to get to the podcast. Without further ado, Leah Black. And now, now, without further ado, it's the Buck and Dex show. This is a stupid show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. I'd like to start off the podcast with a song. My name is Buck. I'm Dex. And this one's for Leah Black. (laughs) Welcome to the Buck and Dex show. Everybody's gonna need some beer. You know she's a singer, right? (laughs) Oh, 
Good. Give me some lessons because I'm terrible. Oh, this is awesome. I like the serenading to start it, to kick it off right. Yeah. It's awesome. I like to, you know, I like to make people feel comfortable when we kick off the show, you know, and song always makes people feel comfortable. Yeah. Sets a good vibe. I think so. For the rest of the. I don't know about a song coming from you, though. I'm just going to say. Everybody I'm gonna do that. wants some Go ahead. Buck just took off beer? his shoes. I'm going to take oh, off my shoes. You don't want me to take my shoes off. I have. A, oh, look at my socks. Nice. These Did are you falling get those in trees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have iguana socks on. Iguana I don't even think on. about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, it's funny. Uh, we were sitting down here before we started the podcast, and we were talking about the end times and how in Florida, iguanas, it's raining iguanas, basically. Yeah, falling from the sky. This isn't the first time this has happened, though. This actually happened when we were still on the air, and they had a cold spell in Florida, and people were freaking out because these dead iguanas were falling out of trees. But they don't die. They don't die. They go dormant. They're zombie iguanas. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they come to life when they warm up. It must not happen very often, then, in Florida. No. I guess it doesn't get cold. But it doesn't often. get that cold. Yeah. So it probably is kind of a weird thing when iguanas just start falling out of trees. Yeah. <laughs> What yeah. was that movie? Yeah, there With was the there frogs. Was, was it uh, Vanilla Sky? Vanilla Sky. Oh yeah, Frog Sky. They should have called it. Yeah, Frog Sky. <laughs> yeah. So if you're just now tuning into us, Leah Black is with us, and Leah Black is a very old friend of ours. Not she's not an old friend. We've <laughs> known her it. for a long time. You watch it. We've known her for a long time. She was in radio the same time we were in radio. She's a pop tart. Yeah, she's a pop tart. Well, I was a pop tart. I'm a retired pop tart. You're always who, a pop tart. Who was the other pop tart? <laughs> uh, there were there were three other pop tarts. Who were the other pop tarts? Uh, the first one was Katie Fitter. Okay. Then it was Kit Missile. Kit was a pop tart. I didn't, yeah. uh, I didn't realize. Yep. Kit, you're yep. actually on before Kit. Kit's coming on next week. Yeah. Oh, Kit. Hey, girl. Um. Yes, I was the first pop tart. It was me and Katie Fitter. Then it was Kit Missile. Then it was Kiki, who's still on the air there right now. That's surprisingly. Right. Yeah. I mean, not, no, I mean, <laughs> what I meant was. How do you really feel? No, 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 no. I just mean, it's a, it's really amazing when somebody sits at the same station for like yeah. a decade or however for long sure. it's been. Because yeah, with radio, it's, yeah. you never know when you're going to get let go. Did you, were you guys always told to, if you're not ready to be fired tomorrow, don't be in radio? Nobody ever told me that, <laughs> but you know, it was, I think the last like, I don't know how many years, whenever we had that meeting with uh, the CEO of, of uh, Clear Channel Clear at the Channel, time came yeah. in and and he had this meeting on a Saturday and we all got called in and I just told Dex afterwards, I was like, we are so fucked. Yeah. yeah. Our, days is, are our days are numbered. It's yeah, but we, you know. we had a good run though. It was one of those things, I think. 14 for, years, man. For a while, we got pretty comfortable, you know, because we dodged so many bullets and we're like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we're going to get fired ever. Right? You feel sort of yeah. invincible over yeah. time. I get that. I, I was that way too. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. When Buck got us fired though, it was... Uh, Dex actually got us fired. <laughs> We're going to find waiting. out very soon. We're going to find out when we have Chuck Hammond on the show with us. Oh, wow. Our old uh, boss. Yeah. GM, our old GM. Yeah, he's actually, he has agreed to come on the show. That's awesome. I'm excited to hear that. I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I know. What kind of dirty is going to talk about? I want to know. I don't know. There's got to be all kinds. Well, and, he oh, knows yeah. where the bodies are buried. And I mean, as we're talking about this, there was just another kind of Bloodletting over there. Yeah. So it's pretty sad. It's like... Definitely, definitely radio is changing. Yeah. I mean, not, sure. not to say that there weren't all these, always these cuts and stuff, but it's getting more condensed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually Liberty Media is talking about buying iHeartMedia. Really? Which is the company that owns Sirius XM. Wow. So if that happened, 
my guess would be All you the- would see Howard Stern back on the air terrestrially. Um, there would probably be some people that would go from terrestrial radio onto Sirius XM. Yeah. I think the only problem with that is, is I think the beauty about XM and Sirius is that it's like podcasting. You can say what you want. Right. You know, yeah. you can cuss. So they're going to filter. They have to find a way to make it terrestrial. Right. Yeah. So that's a lot of editing on someone's part. Right. Well, they, <laughs> they'll probably just follow like the Walmart scheme and just hire part-time people and have yep. like, part-time people yeah. go in and edit things. I think and- we've all been one of those in the past at some point. Yeah. See, I kind of feel like radio is turning into what the newspaper is now. Mm-hmm. People still get the newspaper. And they're sentimental about it. Right. But mostly they want it because of the crosswords and, you know, it, the it, comics, the older generation <laughs> that likes the newspaper yeah. they're dying off and the local, the local thing I still think is super important, but it's, but it's, we can get that with our smartphones so yeah, easily. So absolutely. my kids, I honestly don't know if radio, it might still be around, but I think it's going to be close to being dead because my kids don't listen to FM no. AM radio at all. I don't know a lot of people I, that do. I don't, I don't think radio will ever go away completely. Yeah. I right. think it, it's, a, just, it's always going to be here. It'll streamline. Actually, when I do listen to the radio, I've been listening to the local KUNM station and it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's lots of dead air, but I like it. It makes me sentimental yeah. for like maybe when I first started on the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of enjoy listening to, you know, seeing what you know, people create yeah. and say, and we should go register for classes at UNM just so we can oh go God. on the radio station. We should, they would, they would snatch us up in a heartbeat. I don't know. They've got people in there that have been doing it for like years and years. Yeah. Yeah. There might not be an opening, bro. Yeah. Freeform radio. Yeah. That's what I would love to do. Mm-hmm. Man, we would play some cool shit. Yeah. I know, right? You got to say shit. How's that feel? I know. I was nervous for a second. Did you just hear my, <laughs> <laughs> did you hear my hesitation? Yeah, I so, heard your hesitation. This is a funny story. Geez. When I first started on the air, it was Clear Channel in Denver. And um, the guy, I was on nights with Willie B. He's still there. He's yeah. still awesome. Um, And I got, you know, you get really comfortable. And I think the thing about, uh, I would say us in this room and not everybody, but I feel like we kind of just sound how we sound when you're talking to us. We're conversational, which I think is really appealing. Yeah. Some people get on the air and they're like, Hey, what's going on? All but, right, yeah. everybody. Yeah. You sound like strip club DJ. Yeah. All right. Yes. Up deck. <laughs> so, you know, you get comfortable pretty quickly if you have that personality. And, um, I think we were only on the, I was only on the air a couple weeks and I remember vividly, this was before like not to date myself, I'm very young, but like before the Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake and the whole FCC when they yeah. tightened yes. down our radio staff so we didn't sign all those contracts. Um, and Willie was saying something about computers and I said, you don't know shit about computers. And they both looked at me and it got silent and I was like, and then he goes, oh, ship. We're on the he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, ship, it's a good ship lollipop or something. I don't know. And then yeah. went to commercial and I was like, I'm so sorry. Am I fired? I'm... <laughs> Luckily nobody even listened because it was like 10 o'clock. Yeah. And- Did you guys not have a dump button? Uh, not at the time, no. Oh, wow. I know. It was pretty crazy. And for Denver, it was a big radio station, but it was new technology as far as they had just moved buildings. Yeah. And, but I never got in trouble for that one. So I'm so like, it switched on after that minute. Yeah. To yeah. Not, we, uh, I, to I not th- say words like shit. I think we've got the cussing out of our systems now. You know, we use it when it feels appropriate. Yeah. When it's, there, there are times when you have to swear. Right. Yeah. And, You're and, not and, acting and they, out. And they pop up. Especially you're not rebelling. You're just being, we're just being ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Just being ourselves. So what did you do after? So when did you leave KOB FM? I, uh, was let go after. Were you asked to leave like we were? Uh Uh-huh. They they gave me like 30 minutes. I'm all, I don't, 
I get, I mean, I need to get all my stuff. Uh, anyway, um, it was the end of 2011. Wow. It's been a long time. So yeah. And I was there almost 10 years. Wow. I know it was crazy. It was crazy, especially to be moved here at a young age. And that was like a decade of my life. You know, I was pretty torn asunder. I was like, Oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen now. I was like, I remember I, um, left the building and I wasn't going to go home. I was like, I don't, it's like noon and I don't know what to do with myself. And, um, I like started texting. Did you go to knockouts? I should have. drinking early? Did you do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I should have done that. Um, Use their discreet rear entrance. Yeah. Right? Like, all, nobody knows. Uh, I'm here right now. That'll be $50, <clears throat> please, Jake, from knockouts. No, I remember driving around and stuff. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's the show's done now, so I can kind of rip on the name and stuff. But I had a friend who texts me and she goes, they basically told you you're not lame enough to be a pop tart. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of a cool way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, and then I just didn't know what to do with myself. And I knew this guy that was opening a small brewery. It's not open anymore. Do you guys remember Hallenbrick? Yeah. 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 So he was like, um, just come work for me. Uh, maybe under the table. I don't, I don't remember. It's been a while. But um, anyway, so I just went and beer tended for a little bit. And pretty much right away, because of a good relationship I had with somebody that worked at um, My 50 TV and CW, they offered me the job for the My 50 TV girl. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot so you did that. I had a year of buffering. They were like, usually they do a contest or whatever. They're like, just come do it. Sign your contract. Do it for a year while you're figuring it out. And I was like, okay. So I went and did it. I really didn't like it that much. I don't like TV. Did you work with Carolyn Rush? Over there? Maybe. Was she over there at the time? Maybe. I didn't... Did she... Sales? No, she was like promotions for that group. I don't she remember. She still is. Maybe. All right. Anyway, go. Sorry if you're listening. You Maybe. <laughs> um, but my producer, they brought him from Chicago, young kid. He was super passionate. He made it really fun. But I didn't like having to like get made up all the time and have scripts. It didn't feel as organic and like, this is nice. We're just sitting here yeah. having conversations. Um, so I did that for a year. I worked at Hallenbrick... Actually, I started the TV thing. Then I started working at Hallenbrick. And all of a sudden, Hallenbrick, they called me and they're like, we're closing, which oh. I pretty much saw coming. But um, I was like, when? He's like, basically today. I'm like, okay, well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it wasn't a big deal because I was doing the TV thing at the time. And Jeff Irway, who runs La Cumbre Brewing Company here in Albuquerque. It's my favorite beer. It's really good beer, award-winning. He, I, I was kind of periphery friends with him. And he's like, you know what? Do you want to come work for me while you figure it out? And I was like, okay. So I started working there. And then I started their social media and stuff because they didn't really have, they had just opened. So they didn't yeah. have anything going on. Um, and I worked there for about, you know how it goes. It's like, I'm going to do this in the meantime. And I think I was there three, three and a half years, something like that. And then there was some back and forth and I switched over to Marvel um, and I was there five years. Yeah, you were at Marvel this, for a long time. Yeah, before this current position, I was. Uh, I was. I did. I was their PR person, social media director of marketing. You know, like all. And I still beer tended a little bit here and there. And then finally, I stopped doing that. But I was doing offsite events. So Marvel's grown so much that that's like three jobs now. Three people do all those jobs. Yeah, that place is huge. Now. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so yeah. And now, and now tell us exactly what you're doing. If I, people don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. Still, I'm figuring it out. Um, <laughs> you're the executive director of the New Mexico Brewers Guild. Right. So now I represent all the breweries. It's a big, happy love family. Our state is amazing. We're 10th in the nation per capita for breweries, Wow. which I know we don't have a lot of population compared to other, and that's why we are up there, but it's basically 5.5 breweries per 
100,000 adults. Jeez. Wow. We have so, I mean, you know, we have so <clears throat> many breweries here. We have 81 members and that's not even every brewery in the state. It's about 90% of the breweries in the state. So, jeez, it's crazy. What's your favorite brewery? I can't. I can't <laughs> do it. Come on, but you have one. Come on, I really don't. I really? have beers that I like. Favorite beers at breweries that I really like. I just had Lacumbre Lager for the first time. Really, your first time beer? You mean just the beer? Just it's just called just, beer. It is. It, is it just called beer? Yeah, Lacumbre beer. The best lager I've ever had. Isn't that delicious? It is literally the best lager I've it's ever. Really I'm kind chill. of partial to Lacumbre Lacumbre stuff anyway. Right. But that Lacumbre lager is probably the best lager I think I've ever had. It's really good. It's really chill. Because um, there's a lot of ch- like pilsners and lagers that they'll throw in a bunch of hops. So some people that don't like hops, but they want lagers, they don't want that combination. Um, but that one is nice. It's not Yeah. It's not super hoppy. Or- it's not super hoppy. It actually has a little bit of a... I don't. I can't really describe the flavor, but it was it's a good beer. Not too heavy. It has the perfect flavor. It was amazing. How's uh, Stevo at Ex Novo doing? Oh, he's doing great. It was funny because when he was leaving radio, he sent me a text. He's like, "I'm about to do something kind of like what you did," but it, but I should have told him. Well, yours is by choice, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's very scary. You know, you always jump and hope the net will appear. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he left radio to to go into beer as like, well to manage a brew. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah, we've yeah. had a lot of conversations. He's great because he'll reach out with questions and like, "What's the protocol on this?" and but Ex Novo is killing it too. Oh yeah, killing it. Yeah. Their brewer's their beer great. is so good. Dave Tachura is their brewer, and he is awesome. He was at uh, Melvin Brewery in Wyoming before mm-hmm. this, and I think before that he was at like Oscar Blues for like ten years. He's he's been at really big, amazing, award winning breweries. Yeah. So he's bringing good stuff. To yeah. Them. I wish it wasn't so far. I mean, it's not that far. I know. Else, we're so not spoiled, that far. guys. We're so spoiled. I know. I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, oh, it's seven you, drive, away. you drive 10 miles in LA and it, it'll take you two exactly. and a half hours. I know. Yeah. It's so true. I yeah. think it took me like 12 minutes to get to your house. And I look yeah. down in the valley. I'm like, eh, we're so small. Yeah. I live close. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Steve-O's, Steve-O's great. I'm glad he's, uh, he's doing something he loves to do and, and, um, trying something different. And- yeah. All they need to do is just like have a comic book night there and he'll be set. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> if, if he hears this, I don't know why he hasn't done that yet. Seriously. Right? Yeah. Chock full of great ideas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I should work for beer companies or radio oh. or something, something. I don't know. Hint, hint. So you love your job? I love it. It's a, It's been a real learning curve. This job is about, I would say, 26 and a half jobs rolled into one. And um, some I feel like I'm great at, in my humble opinion. Others I suck at. So it's been challenging learning all the things. Do you have to be super organized for what you do? Yeah. And is that one of your challenges? <laughs> yeah. How'd you know? I can see the look this? on your, the shame on your face. I carry the same shame. Oh, I'm, um, I'm very imaginative. I have great ideas. I feel like in my humble opinion, uh, creative, all the things I promote things. If I believe in it, I promote the shit out of it, but organizational, I'm, I'm kind of scatterbrained, but, um, so it's been a good, it's been a good challenge to try Maybe to. Maybe we should do out. like a local craft beer awards and we can hold it at the El Rey. Ooh, I like this. We can, like, seriously, we can come up with yeah. an idea. We can do it at our bar. Yeah. We can do it at the El Rey and just make it an annual event. I like this. Uh, yeah. It's not we could idea. get a good panel of judges, get some good celebrity judges. Yeah. Because we have all these actors here. I'm sure right? you deal with those people somehow. Yeah. Did you ever work in film at all? Did you ever a do partial, film stuff? I did, I did um, like, extra background work just here and there. Yeah. Um, I was in the Terminator movie. Oh, really? Oh, nice. <laughs> and that was really funny because it was when I was doing the morning show and um, I don't know if it was Angelique Midthunder. It was somebody that reached out and they're like, hey, would you want to just come do that? I was like, okay, sure. I'll see what it's like, you know? And I had something to talk about on the air. 
It um, sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it was a, um, it was like this crowd scene where we're, it's almost like concentration camp. We're like shoved into these trailers and like, it was a, it was, they had fake, not real rain, but like water falling down on us and we're in clothes and it's like they kept redoing the scene over and over and we're shuffling in this crowd and um they dress you up like a bum i mean they even put like dirt under my fingernails nobody's gonna see that no one they're not up close you barely even see me in the scene um anyway so but it ended up being all night and so i remember and it was filmed at the rail yards and i remember calling john my co-host the next morning and i was like i'm coming i'm gonna be a little bit late though because we're just wrapping and he's like what i was like i've been up all night so because i didn't park at the rail yards i was like i'll just walk back and i'm bummed out like I look all they teased my hair and it was really funny and it's like six something in the morning or five something in the morning and I walked from the rail yards to the radio station and it was it was like I had a glimpse of like what it felt like to maybe I mean not that I would ever begin to know but like be homeless yeah Yeah. you just walk it was cold like I'm all yeah it was weird it was really weird but it was it was interesting but man that takes patience to do that you stand around so much yeah hurry up and wait yeah it's yeah, crazy. I got to do sound for a little bit um, for Deputy, that TV oh, yeah. show they're filming right now. Um, and, uh, Steven Dorff works out at my gym, and I look at him while he works out a lot. He's so small. I'm like, oh, don't say it. He is so small. I used to have the biggest crush on him. Yeah. And it's so cool to see him in person. I'm like totally trolling and creeping on him. And my boyfriend and I were working out the other day, and I was like, look. And he's like, I don't know who that is. And I sent him, like, we're across the gym from each other You're like, like, texting. Have you seen True Detective, dude? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Well, he knew once I... But he's like, he made out with Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> In what? Uh, Aerosmith video. Was it crying or yeah. crazy? or uh, Which one was it? Make, I think crazy. Cry, cray, I don't know. One of those. Crying. Yeah. Crying. crying when, when I met you. you. Yeah. 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 No, and he's a nice guy too. Yeah. Really, really was, it, nice. did, was it fun doing sound? Um, it was pretty stressful, you know, because it was, I had just started, it was like day one. And so it's really hectic. And I'm learning everything. Yeah. And so the guy that was training me, he was just throwing me in, you know? So he's, he goes, here's your first mission. And he handed me the, he handed me five microphones and he goes, go find the, uh, the assistant director, the director, the blah, 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 like five other people. And I'm like, how do I find those people? I don't know who these people are. Who are are they? Yeah. He goes, good luck. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Is this your test? Yeah. So I just went off and tried finding them. And I couldn't find them, but I saw like the back of their, I saw the names, assistant director, director. So I just put the uh, microphones on their chairs. Oh yeah. Went back and all of a sudden one of the directors came up and was just furious. Where's my microphone? And of course I got yelled at. But you're like, it's on your chair. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so it was a little stressful, but it was also, I look at when I watch TV shows now, I see it completely different. oh yeah and i hate that yeah you want to be lost in the fantasy yeah, i want to get lost and so the one thing that i was cracking up over was they were filming a scene where bad guy comes out of a mexican restaurant that he just robbed and there's a guy on a motorcycle and this the, oh, the i saw that episode the criminal was uh this big tall yet. six don't foot five, spoil it like yeah, no spoilers <laughs> uh six foot five like you know really muscular guy yeah he shoots the guy on the bike and then he jumps on the bike well they go cut as soon as the criminal gets on the bike. The, the the big guy gets off, and no joke, this five foot three Hispanic skinny guy jumps on the bike, and he was the stunt guy. And they're like, action! And then he takes off. And I'm like, what? He doesn't look anything like the. The proportions big, are way off. It was yeah. way off. It was so cheesy. So that was, scene. Did you notice it? No, no. That scene, though, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
in that scene, they missed a cut because in one of the scenes, you can see a state police car that's blocking traffic for the chase scene that yeah. they're doing. I know this. And I, cause I just watched it like yeah. uh, last week Okay, and I backed it up and I was like, they're in, El- why is that a New Mexico? That's a New Mexico state police oh, car. And yeah. you can totally see it. Whoops. Yeah. It was yeah. like the Starbucks cup in, um, Game of Thrones. Oh, I heard. It. Yeah. I saw the yeah. still frame of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. It's, it's weird when you get to see behind I the know. scenes. So I don't know. It I didn't. It takes away the magic. It does. You know, and it's. I don't like that. I know. Film just one little scene like that it takes all day. It's yeah. crazy. It's, it's weird. It's so crazy. But yeah, I don't know. It's not for me. I sold a, I sold a guy a house and the house that I sold him directly across the street is the house that they use for, um, Mike's daughter, his daughter-in-law from Better Call Saul. Oh. So like his, his daughter-in-law that was married in, in the show, um, it's a house that they always film at. Oh. Okay. And so we, this guy was from Seattle, right? He bought the house kind of sight unseen and yeah. we pull up and there's all these film trucks. And I was like, they're probably filming Better Call Saul that or something over here. That probably helped make your sale. <clears throat> well. <laughs> don't you think? Maybe. Well, I, I don't this know. this cool. So we're walking around and he's like taking pictures of the house and somebody started screaming at us. They're like, no fucking cameras. And I was like, easy, bro. I was like, this is this guy's house. He just bought it. And they're like, we're so sorry. Do you want food? Do you want uh, some coffee? Craft <laughs> services is open. No, we're okay. Thank you. Oh, that's fine. I was wondering if I owned a home and they wanted to use it for a movie yeah i would want it to be but in it, it but then at the same time you well, look hear at the breaking the story. Ba- look at walter white's house yeah that yeah. poor those poor people i, I mean, know you had people jumping in the backyard don't people still pizza throw pizzas on up on the like, roof like, they had to oh. build a wall in front of it they built a wall in front of the house oh my gosh yeah it got so chaotic they have cameras out front it. they have like i would have sold the house yeah yeah it seems you like you could make got, some money you probably could have yeah. got some dough for it i would have probably just changed the entire inside to look like the actual sex i think they did that on set right the like inside it may not have been that house right but i i think somebody would have paid a lot of money you should approach that. them see if they want to sell that's a good idea i don't think they do i think they've been there for a long time right and, and they just, built a wall i mean now yeah. it's different now it looks totally different it's like yeah they they, they painted it and it they're just yeah. like, screw this. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't blame them. We got people peeking oh, through sucks. the window constantly. Yeah. And they're an older couple, I guess, but. They don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. At the Goonies house too in Oregon. I guess they always had uh, problems too. Right. You know, forever. Probably any place that's like yeah. really noticeable. Like that's, that's the house. That's where they, oh, it was in like every scene yep. or yeah. every show. The Jesse Pinkman house is down by the Albuquerque country club. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that lady sits outside and yells at people. Oh God. Like if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to have a good time, go drive down there and find that house and just sit there and she'll be waiting outside and really? she'll yell at you. Yeah. Yeah. You should go. That's it's fun. Too. Just that an old lady. Fun. It's like a good Friday afternoon. You know, you get off work <laughs> a little bit early you stop at the doghouse, you have Fuck. a hot, then you go down. I'm worried about your forms of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I'm, I'm easily entertained. Actually, I am too. I, so. I like the weird stuff. Sounds like know? a good time. Except I don't want to raise her blood pressure. Poor lady. Yeah. yeah. She's all stressed out. That house would be a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. No, that house down there, I think it. I think they sold it for like 800000 or something wow. like that. I mean, it's probably a $600,000 house. Yeah. But they yeah. got more because of the show. Yeah. Dude, his little car sold for uh, uh, that little piece of junk. Oh yeah, that he drove around a show. I think it was like seven thousand bucks. <clears throat> wow, because they had it again on El. I mean, uh, El Camino. El Camino, or was that a different car to made to look like the other one? 
No, it was, oh, no, it was a different car. Yeah. Yeah, because they sold that one. Did you like El Camino? I did. You guys are going to freak out what I'm about to tell you. You've never seen Breaking Bad? I have. Oh. I just stopped. I just, it was kind of like. What do you mean you, you stopped? You never finished it? I never finished it. Oh, wow. It was like shoved upon me. And at the time, I was just like, I didn't have time to watch it. And I got to season three and then I just stopped. And I just, it wasn't huge. And everybody was like so about it. And I just, it was like too much for me. Like it was kind of getting shoved down my throat. And I was like, I don't. I don't really want this. So uh, more time went by, more time went by, and like it'll be on every once in a while or something. And I've seen episodes here and there. Yeah. But I watched El Camino without finishing Breaking Bad. Don't kill me. I know I'm like one of the okay. only people in New. No, I've actually met quite a few people that have never watched really? Breaking Bad, and it's a little weird. At it's first weird because I mean I've seen three episodes. I mean three seasons. Yeah. Three seasons. See, that is kind of weird that, that you watched three seasons, but you never finished. I know. It. And then I heard huh. so much about it. Well, that was the other thing is like when I got into it, it was later. Yeah. And so then I heard about what happened and I was like, shit, man, I don't want to watch it now. I already you know. still have yeah. to go back and watch it. I mean, you're, I prob- at you're, some point. you're probably at a point where it's like this podcast. Everybody was like, when are you going to do a podcast? You got to do a podcast. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then five years finally. later, it's like, <laughs> okay, I think we're ready to do a podcast. Yeah. I think when I'm 80, I'll finally do a podcast too, you guys. And I want you to be on my podcast then, will you? Okay, yeah. Well, you can come back and hang out with us and do this more if you want. Sweet, I love it. I love yeah. just sitting and chatting. I think I freaked her out a little bit when I was like, so do you want to come over and do the podcast? And she's like, yeah. I was like, we do it in my basement. I'm like, and oh. I was, she's like, that's kind of creepy. I was like, it's a very nice basement. I was like, it's the nicest room in the Actually, house. Actually, what he said was, um, it was the first thing we remodeled in our house. So it's like the nicest room in the house. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Look, <laughs> it's all. You on the, it's really nice. There's music. There's pictures. Yeah, you it's know, like it's new flooring. It's new really flooring. nice. It's a yeah, you have to be careful, you know. Yeah, you never know. Well, here's the other thing too. Where we live, there's not a lot of basements. It's only in certain parts of town. I live in the valley. There's not many basements. Yeah, I love basements, but yeah. now I haven't been in them in so long. They, you have that like connotation that they're creepy. Yeah, you don't want to go in the basement. That's like scary place. Yeah, they're cold. You know, it's dark, dark. No windows. Yeah, boiler room. Yeah. There's actually a boiler in the utility room right over there because there's base there's water, baseboard water heat down here. You have radiant flooring here? No, it's actually Oh, baseboard. It's, it's actually it. on the wall behind him over there and then gotcha. it's in the bedroom over there as well on this the other side. This is a nice yeah, basement, you guys. You don't see that very often. I can vouch. This is a nice basement. You're going to eventually go to video? Yeah. I yeah, we will go to video. That's we just cool. have to figure out It's a little echoey down here, but the way that we master it, you don't hear it. So, but when we go to video, we're going to have to figure that out. So I'm thinking the reason why I bought these big, uh, we have these large, um, Banksy like copies down here. They're, they're very big. They're originals. <clears throat> you told me they're originals. These aren't original. <laughs> just kidding. I wish I had that as an original. I wish. I'm trying the, to help you out here. The girl who's should tell people they have an original Banksy, Don't. bro. Yeah. They're not, no. they're not original. They're just knockoffs. But what I'm thinking of doing is actually, I was watching these soundproofing ideas. Oh. And if you take those things and you put towels behind them, like everybody uses the foam. Yeah. Well, apparently the foam is bullshit when it comes to sound, like soundproofing. Really? Because it's so expensive. It's so expensive. But if you take a bunch of towels and just sew them together and stick them behind that frame, oh. it absorbs oh. way more sound. So. And underneath uh, furniture, like underneath your tables and stuff. Really? Put, put, yeah, some sort of, you can put carpet tiles or oh. they do that a lot in restaurants and really? breweries for loudness. Yeah. Well, that's why we have the rug down. That helps a little bit. And we have, you know, some furniture in here and. And it'll get there. I just coming together. Yeah, we just have to figure it out. It'll, it's cool. I like your little studio. It'll happen. You're gonna have a projector up here. This we is gonna, gonna be a sweet little room, like multi-purpose room. 
Yeah, Media this, room. This is going to be my hideaway from my kids because, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> really what we have to figure out is like when the, because it's right below oh, running. the living area, <laughs> it sounds like a, a T-Rex is like running through the house. Yeah. It's insane. I kind of like that. It adds a little ambiance. See, in the that's background. what I said. You that's know? what he Cute. said. Yeah. yeah he wanted like, to record the other day and I was like, no, the kids are home and it's going to be really it's loud. Cool. Like, it'll be funny. If like have them know, come down and yeah. like, like have it's them It's your talk. life. It's a glimpse in your life. Yeah. I, you know, we could do that. Yeah. We could just, his kids are hilarious. His well, girls. Oh I my god! just met a, your son and he's very cute. Homesick today. Yeah. He's got a little fever. Oh, I have to, uh, <laughs> we're terrible parents. So we can't get our kids to take medicine. None of them. The only thing we can get the girls to take is Allegra. Okay. And because they help, it helps their itchy Allergies, eyes. They're yeah. like, I have, I have rubby eyes, so I need yeah. to take this. That's literally the only thing we can get any of our kids to drink. So when they were younger, in order to get them to take their medicine, what we started doing was feeding them Dr. Pepper oh because they love Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so now we have to dose their Dr. Pepper with yeah. their medicine That's awesome. in order to get it. And last night, like he wasn't even having it. Like he slept in our bed last night oh. and he was like a little furnace, man. Like when he gets a fever, he's just like super, yeah. super yeah. hot and he would not touch it. But this morning got up and I was like, you want some Dr. Pepper? And he was like, and he calls it Dar Peppy. He's like, <laughs> Dar Peppy, Dar Peppy. And I'm like, so they're on to you. Well, no, they don't know. So I dosed him. Yeah. And, you know, hour and a half after I dosed him, he's like, oh, let's go. Let's eat. Let's go play. Yeah. He seemed you know? feeling better when I got here. Yeah. So. But it's like, you got to stay on top of him. Yeah. So, yeah. so we had the sitter dose him with some Allegra as well this morning. And, <laughs> it's so hard know. when kids are sick. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. You can't do it. They're like little puppies, you know? It's yeah. like, you get see- children are nothing like puppies. <laughs> they're just are you like really puppies. fucking comparing kids to dogs. Because puppies are so I know. cute. And you just like, that's oh, why. Sick. And that's why are they're the same so, way. puppies are so cute yeah. and kittens because we would kill them. Yes. If they were not so cute. I mean, exactly. I am an animal lover. Don't get me wrong. But the things they do and how destructive they are and things they ruin. Yep. They have to be that cute. I'm house sitting this weekend for, uh, for my friends and, uh, they have this giant dog and I wish I could remember what type of dog it is, but it's like a great Pyrenees or something. It's huge. Great Dane. Mastiff. It's St. Bernard. It's now it's Irish it, Wolfhound. It, they're almost, it's almost like a Irish massive great Dane yeah. mix almost. And it's, it's, it's a puppy and the thing is so tall. And it could literally kill you if it wanted to. If it <laughs> right. decided to kill you, you'd be dead. Though. Yeah, yeah, it could probably kill mountain lions and oh take down bears. Like it's that type of dog. And so I've had to go over there a few times, you know, this past week to get the dog comfortable with me because he doesn't like guys. Oh no, loves girls. He sees a guy and he's he's growling. Oh, no. So last night, finally, he started warming up to me, but he's still a puppy. Yeah. And so when he wants to play, he'll oh. come up and like grab your arm, but he doesn't know his strength. And no joke, it's like he's biting you. And really? you're like, holy crap, Help. this dog wants to take me out. He can, you know? I don't know how I'm going to handle this dog alone. But when do they Whose leave? dog is this? Darren's. Oh. Darren and oh. Kathy's. <clears throat> you're taking care of their... Yeah, he's yeah. a little bit skittish around dudes. Yeah. When do but they he, leave? Uh, Tomorrow. You better get over there while they're around still and get tonight some is my last it'll be the third time. time. So last night he finally was playing with me and stuff and letting me pet him. But um, you like, have to figure out Oof. what they'll let you feed him because yeah. the way bribery. you're going to get through him is bribery. Yeah. That's what I was doing. Treats. I was having uh, giving him treats and chips and uh, um, you know playing with the ball and How everything. How long are they gone? Just for the weekend. So, but then I'm Test like, run. what if this dog doesn't want to get in his cage? They're like, oh, he'll get in his cage, and I'm like. What if he doesn't want to get in the cage? Yeah, how that, do I make him? I that, can't make him get in the yeah. cage. That's where he sleeps. 
Well, so no, he, no, he doesn't. He doesn't? No. Oh. I mean, when they leave, they have to put him in the cage. Oh, right. So he won't tear everything up. But oh. what if he won't listen to me? What do I do? Because this dog will destroy the house. Right. He's gone through like 20 different remotes. You might need backup. I might need backup. Call your girlfriend. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I might not be able to leave the house. Right. Because I have to put you him in the cage. You have to monitor him. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'd stay at the house, I'd stay at the house. But... You know, it's just, this is my first time doing this. So I'm a little nervous. Do you have animals? Uh, I used to. Yeah. Not anymore. I have nothing that big. Yeah. I have two doggies. We're a blended family. I say my boyfriend moved into my house and he has, she's the sweetest. She's a German shepherd and she's 12 now. So she's like on, I don't want to say this. It sucks to say, but she's on borrowed time. Every German shepherd I know has lived to nine or 10 and we've looked it up on Google and he like knows, but we give her chondroitin and glucosamine because she has really bad hips. She still acts like a puppy. She's awesome. And then my dog is like half her age and she's like a little scruffy terrier mutt. She looks like a total alley dog. Like she, she really always looks like she needs a bath even when she just got a bath. Um, but they are little sisters now and they're really cute. Yeah, that's cool. I grew up with German shepherds. They're great dogs. Oh my gosh. I mean, I understand they can be trained to have the propensity to be police dogs, but mm-hmm. man, they're some of the sweetest dogs on the planet. Oh my God. I never knew that. I never knew how sweet they are. They're- yeah. Malinois are more of the police dog. They look oh, like German it? shepherds. Oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. I just met one of those and they're really Malamaws easy to train. Malinois are really, really high strung though. Like we have a friend that has one. So and are it's German shepherds. super high strung. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a bulldog that was like that though, which is really, really weird. It's yeah. Personality. Rocky. Rocky the bulldog was, he was 85 pounds. Oh my gosh. He was just a brick shit house and he yeah. was high strung he was the most spastic dog i've ever owned that's crazy because usually bulldogs aren't right yeah he was they're supposed to be kind of lazy and yeah. like that's why i got him it's like he's chill you take him for a walk once a week and they're happy <laughs> you know yeah not rocky man he was like he was full of piss and vinegar how he long was. did he live because you're past tense oh i ended up uh when we got when my wife got pregnant yeah i had to get rid of the dog just because he would like I mean, he was still to the point where he was like knocking Sarah. Oh over no! She would come home I think I tried to take him because I had a bulldog too, Lola, female bulldog. Oh, and just Lola couldn't be around other dogs, and they just they would fight. Dang yeah. it! So, so where'd he go? I found him a home. Oh good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, home. wait, is there some story here? Yeah. No, when you have a purebred English bulldog, you know yeah, somebody will not. take him off your hands. <laughs> yeah. Now I I said I was never going to do it, but like I've been meeting these designer dogs. And I'm originally from Colorado, and this is going to prove to you that I am, because now we've been looking on Google and stuff at designer dogs. I'm like, we said we'd never do this, what is, but they what don't the... shed, and they... Oh, you're talking like, about like a Labradoodle or yes, something like or that? Yes, or like, have you guys heard of a Cavoodle? No. It's ridiculous. I don't even... I can't even believe I'm saying this right now, coming out of my mouth, but it's a... Caboodle? King... It. It's a king... What's the king something spaniel? King King Prince Springer Charles. Spaniel. Oh, yeah. Like the one on... um. Um, Ricky has one of those. They kind of have buggy eyes. It was the the girl on uh, Sex in the City had one. Um, May oh maybe the brunette. How do you yeah, spell the it? Brunette. Cavoodle, but it's like a king something spaniel's King Charles. I, or something. I know exactly what you're yes. talking about. So it's, it's that. It, it's like a it's like a real high end cocker spaniel, yes, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Which I don't. Okay. I don't oh, personally wow. like those. Super I don't think they're cute. cute. They have buggy eyes, but a cavoodle is this. King Charles Cavalier, whatever, um, with a poodle. And they look like little dolls. Like, they don't even seem real. Yeah. They don't shed. They're yeah. super smart. They like That's the weird. water. Look at that little thing. That's pretty cute. Google a cavoodle and you'll see what I mean. Wow. I want one of those Google dogs like they have on Ray Donovan in the last season of Ray Donovan. I haven't watched it. It's that. like some Argentinian. 
it looks like a pit bull. Okay. Like a large pit bull. But when I say large, I mean like like big like a Great Dane, oh but like God. way more muscly. What? Yeah. What is this dog you Hold speak on. of? Hold on. I'll Only, you know, $1,800 for this. <laughs> $1,800 for a mutt? I know. And I my little sweet Charlie is a rescue and I've had her for seven years now. And I'm like, it, having this conversation, I just feel guilty. There's so many dogs that need yeah, to be rescued. I know. And it's just like... Leah, don't even think this way. Just yeah. quit. get it out of your head. I know. Yeah. What would the, like, what would the, what would the pet of the week people say if they heard you talking about this? I'm just kidding. Momentary lapse of something. <laughs> um, and the other thing too is because traveling, because uh, my boyfriend and I are van lifers and we want to bring our dogs eventually. Right now we have Isaac, thank God. And he watches our dogs when we leave the country. Shout out Mexico. Isaac. What's up? <laughs> Isaac's like one of my oldest friends in the world. Yeah. Like I've been friends with Isaac since I was 17. Oh, the stories of you two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, yeah. So eventually we'd like to have maybe a smaller dog and maybe just one to take in our van. Cause right now a big old German shepherd and a big old terrier just don't yeah, travel that's, well. That, that's that do, can be a they problem. Fight? No, but Charlie, my Charlie gets car sick is what the vet told me. She's it's awful. Sophie loves to go in the car. She's the German shepherd. You have a dog named Sophie. Yeah, that's I have a the daughter name. named Sophie. Oh, that's my boyfriend. Well, she's now my, she's my stepdog. Your stepdog. Um, but she's the best. And uh, she loves to go and loves to go in the car and she's excited and very high strung. And Charlie doesn't, as soon as she thinks she, we're going in the car, she like goes and lays down and hides and she thinks she's blending into her bed. She like drools profusely. Her eyes get dilated. The vet thinks it's because she gets really bad car sickness. So I need to find some sort of meds when we go on long road trips that'll just knock her out and then when we'll get there she's all happy again you know have you ever thought about maybe going to pure life and getting some gummies yes and like cutting them up in little pieces and giving them to the dog i need to talk to people that have done this because i don't want to just do it without knowing how much to give or that let's we need to talk about this because that would be amazing we'll be right my friends. How are you today? The podcast is brought to you by Waterstone Mortgage and the Bowen team. If you're looking for a lender, you're thinking about buying a house or maybe refining your house, you have to call Michael Bowen. Give Michael a call at 505-259-8326. 505-259-8326. I'm going to tell you right now, as a real estate professional, that's my normal day job. This guy is the guy that I refer people to. He is super knowledgeable, been doing this for like 30-something years, 30 years, I think. I don't want to make him older than he really is. But this guy knows everything there is to know about mortgages. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or you're buying a luxury property worth $10 million, Michael Bowen is the guy that can help. They have all kinds of loan programs. Like I said, first-time home buyers, doctors, military, you name it. This guy can take care of you. Give him a call, 505-259-8326. MLS number 214602, Michael Bowen and the Bowen team at Waterstone Mortgage. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Pure Life. Pure Life is New Mexico's biggest and best medical cannabis dispensary. Biggest and best. These guys have flour, they have pre-rolls, they have vaporizers, concentrates, edibles, tinctures, accessories, everything that you could think of if you're a card holder here in the state of New Mexico. Now, if you don't know or not comfortable with going into these places and you're kind of new to it, fear not. 
Their staff, super friendly. Everybody's really kind. They'll spend time with you, get to know you, help you figure out what exactly you need. You got to go check these guys out. They have six locations around the state. There are two more coming by this summer. Pure Life is New Mexico's best medical cannabis dispensary. Check them out online, purelifenm.com. Well, we had Darren White on last week. We actually went live. They're, Pure Life is one of our sponsors. Oh, cool. And we were at Pure Life last week, and I'm sure they probably have people that do that for their yeah. animals. Yeah. I need to talk to them. I'm going to get a number or something from you. Give them a little dose of... Uh, Let's give them some CBD water. Yeah. Yeah, we sat and drank CBD water. It was How really, was it? It was How, good. Did you feel like like chilled out after? Or uh, I, did I you don't know. know. He was all full of piss and vinegar that day. Because, really? Because oh, well, I mean, listen, will you let me finish before I before you <laughs> cut me off? Hey, this bro, old please. married couple. Hey, bro. Go ahead. Please. Go ahead. So, in Dex's defense, okay. Thirty minutes before we were supposed to record, his car got stolen. <gasps> I did not hear this one yet. Oh, no. So I was like, and now I got to freaking do a podcast. I'm like, Buck, oh, I need no. you to come pick me up. I'm so sorry. And then I'm sending him these text messages and Ugh. asking him questions. And all he keeps doing is sending me his location. And it's like, answer your fucking text message, dude. I want to know if you're oh. kidding or not. And oh, you so, thought he was joking. You didn't. Yeah. And so when I pulled up there and he was standing outside texting, you know, I started asking, I was like, how did they steal your car? It's a gated community. He's like, I don't know. I don't know how they stole Oh, like car. they got into your gated community. Well, I mean, a gated community is I easy know, to get into. Get, they can just yeah. follow somebody in. And usually during the day, it's Are open. you sure your alarm was set on your car? Yeah, bro. I'm sure. You know, I looked into it too. And now criminals, they have the technology now where they can, no. they can literally steal. I don't know how they really do it, but it's like they can, they can somehow tap into whether they like... They're, they're near your key or something, but they can steal the codes no. or whatever. I don't know how it works, but they have the technology to do that. Because I'm like, I never thought my 2014 car would be, you know, I thought it just was one of those cars would be hard to steal. But That's why I drive a soccer mom van. Yeah. And I don't do have really? kids. I do. It's right out front. Nice. I'll yeah. let you check it out after. It's pretty pimp. Is it a Sienna? It's a Sienna. He had a Sienna before. I used to have They're a awesome. Yeah, Toyota it's Sienna. gold. We tinted the windows all dark. But that's, so we have two vans and we're about to get a third because we're going to streamline. But we built a bed in the back of the Sienna. So we sleep, we camp in there and nobody oh, cool. knows. And then I also have a, this, I'm going to, I'm about to sell and I'm really sad. So her name is Rhoda. It's on the license plate and she's a 1997 Volkswagen Eurovan camper van pop top. Oh my gosh. That's worth money. It's awesome. I know that's kind of why I'm. Yeah. Eurovans. I, I kind of want a Eurovan. Well, well, we'll talk. They're hard to this. find. I thought they are hard. And they, yeah. here's the thing. They only made them for six years. This yeah. one. Cause they, this is with the V6 engine. So it's like, you can go a hundred miles an hour. I'm lead foot Leah. Like people are like, Oh, those can't get up the hill. I'm like, you're thinking of the wrong Volkswagen. Like, yeah, you're thinking awesome. of like the, the van again. Yeah. Yeah. This has, it's all, it has a stove and a fridge and all the things, but we don't really use all those things. And so we're going to streamline. Well, we've already streamlined down to the minivan, and now we're going to get a Dodge Promaster and like pimp it out and build it ourselves. You want to trade for an Acura? I got an Acura out for you. <laughs> we're doing deals. We're doing deals. We'll talk about it after. My buddy, he does. Uh, he's always been into the uh, the, the Volkswagen uh, club, you yeah. know, where they oh the, yeah the Volkswagen like a cult, bus. Man. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. And they just go out. Like he'll go out. I don't know once a month and just camp with like 50 other people yeah. that have Volkswagen buses and. It's like a big family. They're just know? my biggest thing. And no disrespect. I have been a Volkswagen owner for many years. Uh, there's 
they're expensive to maintain. Yeah. And this this vehicle has actually been amazing. Knock on wood. It's because it's at a certain amount of miles and it's like we've maintained everything. But I hear about like the old like the Westphalias and those. And I hear about people are like, I had to upgrade the engine and I yeah. had to this Volkswagen is different because it's like it was they really honed it in, but then they only made it for six years mm-hmm. or, or seven years or something. So it was like Why'd you stop? I, I don't know. I'd hold on to that thing if I were you, because it's it's gonna go up in price. Those I things know. are worse. I'm money. already like I'm already like trying to emotionally like check out with it so that I can like, because you know I have debts and I want to eventually yeah. like retire in Mexico. So I gotta I gotta start streamlining. Los Cabos, Mexico, is that where you want to go? Uh, well, that's where we fly into, and then we rent a car, a Volkswagen. By the way, I'm not a hater of Volkswagens. Um, and we drive to this little town called La Ventana, mm. which means the window in Spanish, and it's like it's, it's one of the best places for wind water sports in the world because it's like this cute little, I don't know, again, I think it's cute, but it's like a, it's like a catcher's mitt, um, like a cove right a on the cove. sea of Cortez. And the wind always brings you, it's usually most all the time bringing you on shore. So whether you're a good kiteboarder or a, or a windsurfer or whatever, or if you're not, it's a great place to learn because you'll eventually end up on shore, which is yeah. awesome. So your boyfriend's a big kiteboarder, right? You just got back from like so mad. two weeks down there. He's still freaking down there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm learning how to kite. It's really hard. Before I met him, I didn't know what this sport was. He went away to school in Hawaii and taught himself there how to do this sport. And when we first started dating, he knew that I liked to go to Mexico and he's like, do you want to go on a kiteboarding trip with me to Mexico? So is that when you're on the surfboard and then you have the big, yeah. uh, So it's a harness you wear around your midsection, like your ribs and your stomach. Yeah. And then there's a a clip that comes out of your abdomen essentially. And and it's really long, long, long lines and you hold a bar and there's like a half moon kite. Like it's hard. It's, and I'm learning, I haven't been on the water yet, but I'm just like learning the kite maneuvering yeah and um the biggest thing is like if you catch wind uh, a lot of people their instinct is to pull harder yeah that powers it more so you could like be lifted up so if you ever feel out of control just they're like let go of the bar let go of the bar because it will um take you if you otherwise the kite will just fall if you yeah yeah but it's it's crazy there was actually a story recently about a guy who was kiteboarding out in new jersey and he like like got pulled way out into sea and they he didn't th- let go of the bar. Yeah, well, I guess he was an experienced kiteboarder, and they thought that he had um, he had like like really gone away, and uh, he ended up coming back somehow and got back, but he was like way far away from where he started, like 50, 60 miles away from where he what? started. Yes. Yeah. That's a rare story. Usually people know how to, and then they, do, they teach you this thing, it's called self-rescue. So if your kite falls, you're in the water, you don't have wind, you have to like reel in your lines, and these are like, yards and yards and yards of lines it's really far away from you and then you have to kind of like make it a half moon and you sit in it and you hopefully get wind and it pulls you you make your own sail and it pulls wow. you back in but here's my other thing i have this great fear of the big ocean yeah and that area the sea of cortez um what's his name jack jacques cousteau called it the aquarium of the sea it's very fertile there's whales that swim out there that we've seen there's dolphins and with that i also think of sharks and i think of all these things and granted i don't there's no story of any kiter there's hundreds of kiters that are there every year nobody's had a shark thing i just it's in my head i want to like be hypnotized so i can get rid of that yeah, it's that stupid jaws just messed this up man. <laughs> yeah, you know? jaws. and like sharks really it's i think it's you're so more rare. likely to you know see like, get dolphins. killed by uh what was it a um um, a, what was it? A Coke machine fall over on you? Yes. Then what? the statistic. Really? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good to know. 
I need to remember that when I'm out there. So we're going to go. We also like to go to South Padre and Corpus Christi because South Padre, you can walk out for like two miles and the water is like up to your chest. Can you really? It's amazing. So I can just worry about the kite and I don't have to worry about sharks and I don't have to worry about swimming because I'm not an excellent swimmer. And so we're going to do that later, like this summer. And I'm going to take lessons and I'm eventually going to get there. I'm just slow process. You just don't want to strap it on and try it. That's what I do. I know. That's what I think. Wayne thinks I'm going to do that. That's my boyfriend. And he's like, cause he did that. And I'm like, I am not like you. I know you want me to be this badass kiter bitch, but I'm, it's, it's <laughs> taking me a while. It's taking me longer than it is for you. So. Do you speak fluent Spanish? No, but I eventually one day I'd love to. How much Spanish do you speak? <sighs> like an eighth. So enough Actually, to ask that's for like not true. food and beer and Yeah, probably a little and... more than that. You probably understand people <clears throat> yes. better than... And when we're in Mexico, say it's maybe happy hour time, Baja time. It's like four or five. Got a couple drinks in me, maybe some tequila. Um, there's We've gone down there enough. We've gone down there four years in a row now. So we know people at the places where they work and they'll practice with me and they're practicing their English and I'm practicing my Spanish. And, you know, you get that liquid in you and you get a little bit more courageous. And then that's when it starts to unlock something. And I hate to say it that that's what it takes, but loose tongue, man. Because and you get self conscious, and so when you have like a beer in you, you're like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do this. It's okay if I sound stupid. They know I'm trying to speak Spanish. Right. So I maybe two to three eighths, and then when alcohol's in me, four eighths. <laughs> no, that's too much. I, I don't want to say that much. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mexico's beautiful. Yeah. That blue water and oh my gosh, it's just <sighs> it's awesome, and the people are amazing, and I, I like the cost of living. Is, yeah crazy it's just so, too bad the cartel is taking over Mexico, i know there's know? a ton of areas that it's super sketchy and super scary but um people ask me that they're like aren't you scared when you go down there and where we go it's a very tiny fishing village it's not really touched yeah. yet knock on wood but um it's definitely in the bigger cities la paz is very close to where we go and that is a giant port and it's yeah. definitely signs of the cartel are there um but also when people ask me if i'm scared like to travel to mexico i'm like do you know where we live? Do you know how many shootings and yeah. carjackings and yeah. car, car th- death yeah. there is? And yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I had heard, you know, tourists, when they go to Mexico, you have to be really careful because some of the Uber drivers, they're in with the cartels. Oh, wow. So they'll give information to the cartels about, Oh, we just picked up this wealthy family. Oh they're God. staying at this hotel and then a lot of them are getting robbed that way. That's scary. Kid, and that's kidnapped. Yeah. You know? And that's really touristy areas too, where yeah. we don't really go to, but we rent a car and we do enough sketchy things. We drive in the middle of the mountainous middle of Mexico where there's nothing around in the middle of the night. There's like cows walking everywhere. And so we try not to drive at night there. Cause it's like, yeah, there's just cows careful. on the road. There's just goats. There's just horses. There's, they're just grazing. You gotta yeah. be careful, but yeah, I don't know. It's I crazy. Uh, I wouldn't drive around Third Mexico. world, man. Yeah. Yeah. Baja California, though, it's pretty legit. If you get a chance, I would say don't drive, fly, rent a car if you want, but it's pretty awesome. I just went to Cabo San Lucas for my first time, too. We had some friends that were down there scouting venues for a wedding, um, and we're like, you're here? And so we drove to see them, which was about two and a half hours away, and it's beautiful. I wouldn't really want to stay there because it's so touristy and it's so crazy. It's but, ex- um, well, it's expensive. And it's, it's expensive. Not, it's not. They've caught on to the gringos coming and they're like, right. you know, and it's like, it's like legit. Like there's beautiful hotels. And, um, but then we drove to Todos Santos mm. and that's like the new trendy place that I guess everybody's going. It's a little quaint fishing surf town and it's full of artists. It's like an artist community and it's really beautiful. And Todos Santos is legit. So if you're looking for places to go in Baja, I would say Todos Santos is pretty amazing. I have a client that goes down there. He's a, he lives in Durango mm-hmm. and he has a landscaping company. Oh, cool. 
And so every seasonal probably every December he goes down there for like he goes down with the family for like three or four weeks. Oh, that's awesome! And then brings them back, and then him and his buddies go down for another couple of weeks. And I think they're actually just coming back right now. But they go down and they fish and just drink, and you know they yeah. keep their boat down there. Yeah, he he swears by it. Down yeah. Baja. I love Baja. It's great. And you know what else I love about it too is the Baja midnight, they call it, which is like nine or 10. Everybody goes to bed and it's like, you're just, you, but you wake up feeling great. You drink early, you get up early, you eat early. You, you like wake up rested naturally with the sunrise. It's like a really good cycle yeah. of time. It's very rare that, well, there is a place, New Year's Eve, there's, there's this place called Delaney's in La Ventana and that place goes till the break of dawn, which is very rare for this little town. But other than that, I love Baja midnight. You're in bed by like nine or 10. I know. I sound like I'm getting so old, huh? <laughs> it's great though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Dex is in bed every night at 830. <laughs> so you he, feel me. He watches Murder, yeah. She Wrote, and then he goes, girl. Yeah, Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> you know, it's good stuff right there. Yeah. So uh, what's your favorite radio story for all of your former listeners that you would like to share now that you couldn't share before? You should have asked me in th- ahead of time. I got to think of this for a second. Mm. Okay. We can go back. We can have Dex tell you a story. Okay. Tell me, oh, what's tell a, me a story. What's a good radio story that you have? We it's told the story. Uh, we had Matt Page on. He's Master Ken. I don't know if you're familiar with who he is. I don't think so. He's got a YouTube show that's wildly popular. Master Ken? Master Ken. The show's called Enter the Dojo. Oh, yes. I've heard of Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And we got to tell the story. Dex got to tell the story of how he interacted with Steven Seagal and almost got his ass kicked oh. by him. <laughs> One night. At oh, a, but you already told it. I'll go fight. back and listen. Yeah, I used to clean his house. So You didn't clean his house. Oh, I, grand- say, I used to clean his clock. <laughs> no, I did. I cleaned his house. Your grandmother cleaned his house. Yeah, and you I just, got to clean his house. You, you tagged along once. Why are you all pissy today? No, because oh. I cleaned his house, all right? <laughs> He's pissy today. I'm Come not on. Pissy. I'm not pissy. Why are you so pissy? I'm probably just... Did up, they find your car yet? You I brought just, up the memory about his car. Uh, this is very new. Any when leads? was this? Any leads? No, no leads. When was this? I don't, you know, it's one of those things I don't Saturday. even want the car back because if, right. usually when you get the car back, it's they've like- They've been smoking crystal meth They've been it. smoking crystal meth. They've been eating enchiladas. Yeah. You know, it's like- <laughs> Why they got to be eating enchiladas, racist? Well, Teo, Teo got his car stolen when he first moved here, my old co-host back in the day. Um, and he got it back and there was a plate of enchiladas in the trunk. What? Yeah, they were like living like in the car. Like a glass plate? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> They're like- Take this for the road. He was just like, I don't even want the car back now because it was just trashed. And there's a plate of enchiladas yeah, in the back. So it's That's weird. I don't know. You do feel kind of violated when somebody steals your Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's yeah. Awful. My house got broken into and I was Oh, see, devastated. I don't know how to handle that. I was devastated. And the weird thing was they like went through my underwear drawer. I guess people store stuff in there, like maybe valuables or something. I mean, I don't, but they went through it and like then my underwear was like strewn about my room. It was almost like they took it and threw it or I don't know. Were and they you missing any? I maybe, <laughs> and then they took my pillowcase off and they put all my jewelry in stuff it. In there, I'm yeah. like, oh, uh, and there was like a footprint on my pillow because it was on the floor and they stepped on it. It's crazy, but now I've totally changed my. I instead have two grown adult men living in my house, and I added a dog, and we added a fence, and we added all these cars in front. Yeah. If anybody ever breaks into my house, they will. There will be somebody there. You have to put, if you don't have a security system, you have to put the sign that says you have a security system. Yeah. Do you I, think that helps? No, I've heard it actually well, does. did you guys see that thing where they interviewed like criminal burglars and they were in prison, but they're, so they're like, what do they have to lose now? But they interviewed them. It was like Dateline or something. I love those kind of shows. And they were like, the number one deterrent is cars in front. Uh, cars in front? Cars in front. Then dog. And then I think it was um, bars. 
But the first thing was cars. And it was so true because they cased my house the day before and I was in the shower and they were like pounding on the door. I thought somebody was playing a joke on me. And then I was like, is that the cops or what? And um, my dog chased somebody over my back fence. They went into my backyard and I was in the shower, but my car was there. Next day, same time, all the cars were gone. And sure enough. I have cameras. Yeah, it's good. I have, yeah. I have a ring doorbell. When you ring it on the inside, a dog starts barking. Oh, that's all. Oh, don't really? tell people. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> they don't know where I live. That's true. Yeah. No, it's really good. I, I hate to live in fear or paranoia, but once it happened to me, I was like, okay, we got to change some things because I, yeah. for too long, it was just very vulnerable. You don't realize, you know, but yeah. Mm. So cars is the number one deterrent, huh? Yeah. They say cars out front. So shit, just buy a beater and just park it in front of your house. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense, you know. If, I mean, if they think somebody's home, and that's that's another thing too, is like a lot of a lot of times they'll just knock on the door or they case it out, like you said. You that's know? what happened with me. Yeah, they're watching to see when you leave. And ooh, it's so gross because like really think is. about what I thought about was because I was in the shower at the time, and at first I thought it was my roommate, and I thought he was totally messing with me. I was like, why he forgot his key or something? But then it was like, boom, 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 boom. like they kept going, and I was like, God. And I had music on, so I literally got out of the shower in a towel, because I thought it was my roommate, maybe he was in a hurry or something, just not even thinking anything. And I went to look, and I didn't see anybody, and so I like opened the door, like, God forbid, what if they came in and like... Yeah, you can't do that. I know. Yeah. I just, it was like, it, yeah. It was before I was with my boyfriend, and and yeah, it was just a weird, like, now I think differently, but it's like, I just was like, oh, like, he forgot his key or something, you know? It's yeah, crazy. Careful. Yeah. It's crazy shit happening yeah. out there. But... But on the brighter side, our crime is down. I think I just read. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, well, come on, guys. I'm trying to be Pollyanna over here and bring it back. I think, uh, is it? I don't know. I thought I saw something. I think, uh, isn't there like some, uh, when's our next mayoral election? 2020. Uh, no. Yeah. Right. Uh, is it Keller 20? came in in 16. So it's 2020. Four years. Yeah. So this year? So yeah. it's this year. Oh, wow. That yeah. I think quick. somebody just announced on Darren's show, on Darren White's show, they had some law enforcement person that was in that basically or was it tj that basically just announced they're going to be running for mayor huh. really yeah i haven't heard about that wow. <clears throat> yeah because it's soon god i didn't realize has keller yeah. done anything that has i think so but i mean i am so on social media and i am totally i see all these things and i'm all that's awesome cool great i don't know i know he was at the machine head show the other night at the el rey was that he? is cool yeah he's a metal yeah he's i mean metal he got rid of those plastic bags i guess that's a start right um what else there are things i wish i could better i i know someone that works with him that's all we'll say yeah <laughs> i don't want to i've probably already said too much get the inside track yeah yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's much. The thing is with the problems in our city, I think it starts with the courts. We have to make changes. We have to really educate ourselves and figure out, you know, we have to put the right people yep. in as judges because they're just arresting these people and then they're out on the streets the next That's day. That's the thing. I just saw some story today that a guy had all these arrests and he was just let out. And it's like, and he's very dangerous. And he was like, he hit his girlfriend with a flashlight in the head and then mm-hmm. he assaulted some security guard at 7-Eleven and all that. And it's like, why is he out on the street right now? Yeah, yeah, they they kind of have it backwards. The way they let violent criminals out and the people that they're locking up for stuff. Like I know a guy that actually got thrown in jail for like not paying some kind of spousal support and literally got thrown in jail for it. Now that know? seems and, and, mild. And, and they're locking, to... they're they're letting murderers out like yeah. violent criminals. It's it's totally backwards. It's yeah. backwards. And I think we got We that's why we have to educate ourselves and we have to get rid of these judges that are. I, that's what I don't know if it's just corruption. I know I, if, that's what I wonder is like, are they getting paid off? You know, yeah. we see all these shows and stuff. Right. And we're like, that's probably real. And you are the jails really 
full and so they just have to let them I, know. I don't get it and you know the remember the jail downtown yeah they're like raising that building or, or building it you know what i'm talking about they're like either gonna level it or they're gonna why don't they use empty why don't they use it as a jail again that's what i'm saying does anybody know Because they had why? a jail that the one time i got arrested that's where one time me. yeah right you ever been arrested leah yep me too how many times <laughs> Ugh, twice i was young twice? i was young Twice. Like Dumb. actually went to jail or like just the holding tank? Went to jail. Actually, it was really, it was really one time, but it was because of something else. So this is so stupid. Here's our great story. Find <laughs> the payoff. <laughs> this is so dumb. It's not even, you're not even going to be excited. This is not a good story. I do have a, a good radio story though. Um, I was 17. We were at some party. I grew up in Denver. We were at a party in Aurora and we had been underage drinking. Yes, I did that. Um, and a girlfriend and I decided to leave the party and go to 7-Eleven. And on our way back, we thought it was funny. We're giggling high school girls. We thought it was funny to rearrange people's lawn furniture. And I guess some lady was watching us the whole time down the road, down the road, watching where we went. She called the cops and, um, and like, it was enough time for them to show up. And this When is you the- say rearranging furniture, are you talking about like throwing it up on their roof? No, or- really innocent stuff like yeah. turning lawn chairs <clears throat> upside down or moving flower pots to like their sidewalk off of their lawn. You know, just stupid, stupid. And we're just giggling. We're buzzed and we're 17 and whatever. Um, so then she calls the cops and they like, she sees us go down the street. We're doing this for like, I don't know, a half mile or something. All of a sudden the cops there's lights and they're like, Hey, and I had the lawn chair in my hand at the time. I don't even know if it was me. <laughs> and we, I just start running, running. Well, they called it theft because I crossed the property line oh, and you so had the lawn chair in your hand. I did. Oh, I yeah. totally had it in my hand and I'm like running, running, running. And I finally drop it a couple blocks away. They thought I was trying to steal this thing. The worst part, you guys, we led them to the party. Oh, oh no. Oh, and we show up and the oh. cops break up the whole party and it's us. And I don't think we even knew whose party it was. Oh, like, I still man. don't know who's. So luckily, I never had to see any of those people again for embarrassment. But um, so then being 17, I had a court date set. And then I was I used to go to Ohio to visit my dad. And I went away and I totally forgot about it because it was like three months out or four months out or whatever. And so then I had a warrant out for my arrest because oh. I had turned 18 since the party. And um, I just forgot about it. I just literally, I know that sounds so irresponsible and stupid, but I was young and dumb and whatever. So it goes away. So then I get in a car accident. I'm hanging out with some friends that went away to college at CU and I'm in Boulder. The next day I had to go to work and it's a snowstorm. So I'm coming from Boulder to Denver and I get in a car accident. This person cuts me off and I fishtail and whatever. So they like take me out. I had a, I had a Mitsubishi Eclipse. It nice. was awesome. Nice. Um, they took me out on a stretcher cause like I hit my face and I had a bloody nose and they took me out on the, the neck thing, you know, out of the back of the hatch and I go to the hospital and like, it's like, I'm all shaken up and I have blood on my face and whatever. And then this detective comes in and he's like, Hey, I'm investigating your accident. I'm like, okay. And he asks me what happens and he goes, and there's another little thing that we need to um, discuss. It appears you have a warrant out for your arrest. And I was like, what? So I had to go to jail and my mom had to bail me out and she didn't know why I was in jail. And I was like, it's because I didn't go to court and I had a warrant. And How long were you in jail for? Just uh, probably eight or nine hours, but I remember it was awful. And you're sitting in this cold cell. I used a phone book for a pillow. I was freezing. Yeah. I was like kind of beat up cause I'd gotten a car accident and it was like not a good scene. And then I was arrested another time when I first got into radio. Uh, I worked for at the time it was on a six, seven KBPI rocks, the Rockies. Oh, you were for KBPI. Yeah. That was my okay. first 
radio job. And um, the Avs were playing the Stars in the playoff, the Colorado Avalanche. And we had a, a like a pep party, you know, like we're just like in a parking lot partying. And um, we the we got really good ratings. So the boss took us to Buca de Beppo Ooh. after. Oh, fancy. <laughs> and I think I had two... Budweiser's. I was 21 years old. Oh no! And I leave, and I'm house sitting for this people way down in Highlands Ranch. Yeah. Because I have to go let their dog out. Oh. And um, the only reason I got pulled over, I wasn't even drunk because it was it had been a long time. I had a thing on my back window that said "Go Avs, beep the stars," and but it wasn't. It didn't say the f word. It was just like you know muted out or whatever. But it was like impeding my vision. Yeah. So the cop pulled me over because that you have to take that off your wind your thing, you know. Yeah. So he pulls me over and we do all these tests and he's like, have you been drinking? And I was totally honest. I was like, yes, I I didn't know. Can't do I know. And so he's like, well, you passed everything with flying colors, but, um, I think that I want you to blow or take blood. And I, I, my logic was like, I'm already processing a lot of it. I'm going to have never blow. That's the only physical evidence they have against you. Oh, well see, I, (laughs) I was like, I'll take blood. So he takes me to the station and it was like 0.06. Or something? No, point yeah. zero eight, or no, it was like the really low, 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 point yeah. zero six, or whatever. It was below the legal limit. Yeah, but in Colorado, they have at least at the time they did. It was DWAI. It's driving with alcohol impairment. So it's like the mild, and it's their discretion. They can do whatever. So I just had to sit there for a little while until it was clear. But then I had to take a cab, my car, my car, and I had to do like it's like seventy five dollars per class. You have to do like twelve classes. You have to do. 24 hours of community service. It was like, they cracked down and they are serious in Colorado. And guess what? I have never gotten one again because it's yeah. like, it was so terrifying. I was 21 and I don't want everybody to go through that, but it's like, it was a great lesson. Yeah. So that's the, my only jail time guys. Okay. Twice. I got arrested for not neutering my dog. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. How? Wait, what? Yeah. That can be a thing? Yeah. No. Rocky a, was it, a Rocky? It's a thing. No, not Rocky. It was before that. Years and years How that. did they find out or how did this go down? I had a dog and my parents had the dog. Like the dog was staying at my parents' house while I was in between places or whatever. The dog got out. Oh no. And, and, and and got picked up, uh, ended up getting picked up and put in the pound. Right. So the dog was supposed to be, um, after you pick it up from the pound, the dog is supposed to be spayed or neutered. Right. So dog goes back to my parents' house. I tell them, literally like a week later, the dog gets out and gets hit by a car and dies. Oh, God. So six, seven months down the road, it was in December. It was actually, I think it was like December 26th through 27th. I opened for Morris Day in the Time at the El Rey. Shut your face. Spinning my records. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. Yes. I opened for Morris Day in the Time. (laughs) Hey. And I got paid, Shut up, that's you know, awesome. they paid me cash and I'm driving back to my house. And so I had like, you know, four or 500 bucks cash in my pocket and, uh, I get pulled over for, uh, a headlight being out. Oh, great. And, you know, I don't even think about it. And the cop's like, you've been drinking. No, I haven't been drinking. He runs my stuff. He comes out. He's like, come outside and talk to me real quick. Oh no. Pulls me out of the car. And he was like, you have a warrant for your arrest. And I was like. For what? You're just like Leah. Yeah. And he's like, I, something about your dog. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. And so the dude hooks me up, driving me downtown, downtown to where the empty that, jail is. Fourth now. and Roma. Yeah. That's how long ago it yeah. was. 
And uh, while we're driving down, he sees this car and it's basically like bouncing off of the medians, you know, as it's driving down. He's like, that guy is hammered. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, you're taking me to jail for something to do with a dog? And you're, yeah. Yeah. And it was like 160 bucks, you know. I mean, I wasn't wasn't addicted to the guy. So he was like, listen, if you have money, when you get down there, you can just pay it and they'll let you out. Never be a jerk. Never be. It's usually your fault. Even if you feel like the cops being a jerk, just always be nice. Even if your emotions are high. Yeah, they're just doing their job. Yeah, you, know? you just got to be cool. It will always get you further. Just be nice. Yeah, don't be an asshole. To I, I sometimes can be, especially traveling, and if people are, like, if there's, like, rude people in the airport, I sometimes will speak up. I'm, like, the advocate for Are you? <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend's like, honey, don't get involved. Don't get involved. I'm like, I don't think that you need to be like that. You know, whatever. That's right. not. Do you watch Live PD? No. I love that show. It's one of my favorites. It's like cops, but it's live. Oh, yeah. So they break away to different parts of the country when, you know, cops are out there. Oh, I've seen. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so it's like the number one thing the cops always say to these people that they pull over is like, just don't lie to me. Yeah. Because usually if you don't lie to them, they'll like cut you a break a lot of times. Right. But they're like, catch you lying, like they'll take you to jail. Yeah. I always remember that. It's like, except when they ask you if you've been drinking and if you've only had one drink. I still would say no. I haven't yeah. been drinking because you right. just never know. Well, I was 21. I yeah. I was honest, but never uh, ever blow the um, only physical evidence. Blow. I just thought of a radio story. Oh, let's if hear. You it. Wanna, we, are we switching gears? Yeah. Um, it's not that cool, but I felt like it was so cool at the time. So you'll remember when um, Red Hot Chili Peppers came here to it was Journal Pavilion at the time. It was the um, Lollapalooza actually came here yeah. to New Mexico. Um, now they're just in Chicago all the time. But uh, it also on that tour was um, uh, Jane's Addiction and... Um, Is that when Moxie interviewed Perry Farrell? Yeah, I was there too. And he was but, like rolling his eyes at Moxie while he was yes. asking questions. So the funny part, <laughs> let's cut to the beginning. So that was when I was first moved to New Mexico. I was yeah. on the air with Moxie. Um, 103.3 The Zone was our station and... We go back. They were kicking the shit out of us in the eighties, for real. (laughs) But it was short lived because I was only Moxie and I were only aired together. I think like a year and a half or something. But um, anyway, we uh, we go to interview them, and uh, Dave Navarro walks in, and Perry Farrell. They both have their shirts off. They're both in. I think Perry Farrell was in like these maroon leather pants. Beautiful. Dave Navarro was in black maroon pants. He's a little guy too, tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Super. He was like cut and stuff, but he was just like walked in. Perry Farrell has a glass of wine in his hand. It's mm-hmm. like noon or so, 11. <laughs> I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just setting the scene. Yeah. And um, Dave Navarro's behind him. And I can't remember which one. I want to say it was Dave Navarro. He had the chains from each nipple piercing going across his chest, you know, yeah. like a loose chain hanging. And um, I'm like t- 25 years old. I'm like, this is huge. These are like the biggest rock stars I'm interviewing right now. Um, I had almost lost my voice, so I was really scratchy. So Moxie kind of led the interview. I gave him questions, but it was really hard for me to talk. I think I'd just gotten over some cold or something. Um, it just wasn't going to sound good in the audio. So anyway, I kind of just sat there and whatever, and I'm like, ask this question. Um, they were great. They were really sweet. But I think that's funny. I forgot about that. Perry Farrell was rolling his eyes at Moxie. Yeah. And then we went across and we interviewed <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers front man. Oh. Anthony Kiedis. Yes. Anthony Kiedis. Oh, Anthony. Um, but he was uh, he was very um, serene and like calm and like very chill. And we go into the room and, you know, they, they hire these people and they just make up their uh, green rooms like with tapestries. And it was very awesome. It was like so chill. We're waiting in there. And, you know, you're just waiting. You're waiting. And I was so nervous. 
and he comes in and he was just like, he was so great. He was just like really chill. And he just talked to us like this, just real calm. And you know, you just, we do these radio interviews a lot and they're like, they basically just kind of want to get through them. I feel like they do a lot of them in every, every city, sometimes a few in a city. It's usually the same question. Yeah. And they're like, whatever. They don't really remember your names. They take photos and then they're done. So we left, we were walking out of the room and Anthony Kiedis is sitting on the couch and we're like almost out the door. And Anthony Kiedis goes, Leah. And I'm all, he knows my name yeah a he knows my name and i turn around and i'm like yeah and he's like oh you forgot these and it was just like my sunglasses yeah that was it um another cool story was meeting cheryl crow and that's when i had my band the leah black band that yeah. was so silly um but I, I was really kind of doing the side thing, singing a lot more. And uh, she and Moxie didn't know what to ask her. So he uses me and he's like, what would you say? Leah, here's a singer. So what would you say for people that are interested in getting into the industry or something? I'm like, really? That's your question, dude? Come on. That's a lame, lame question, question, Moxie. So wow. Lame. But she was rad and she turned it and she's like, she's like, oh, you have an excellent speaking voice. I can only imagine what your singing voice sounds like. Yeah, Cheryl, I love you. Anyway, she was great. She just, I don't know. She just gave some generic answer. But at the end, she signed my CD. I still have it. And it says, Leah, best of luck in your singing career. Love, Cheryl. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so cute. That's I nice. I know. And I don't have a singing career except for singing the anthem and yeah. jam sessions. But Were you with me when we interviewed Marilyn Manson or was that Mark? No, I was, I was with you. Yeah. At the convention. Was he? Center. You had to leave. Was he? You had to so, walk out, right? I almost yeah. was so going to. Yeah. I almost was going to interview him one time and I was so nervous because he's like a genius, right? Yeah. Yeah. A genius that smokes crystal meth or something. Because- well, let, let me, let me start real quick before you jump into you, because I had interviewed Marilyn Manson years prior and it was at the pavilion. That's when I think I was supposed to maybe interview him. Really? Yeah. Well, I was, uh, it was right after the concert. And so they took me backstage to his tour bus and there was this big security guard and he was like, all right, this is what you can and can't do. This is what you can say. And Give me all these rules. And I was like, okay. So I get on the tour bus and it was just beautiful. Yeah. Just marble like countertops. Amazing. And, and then Marilyn came out of the back and he was still kind of dressed and everything in his weird outfit, but he was so normal. Okay. He was like, oh, hey, you know, yeah. you know, welcome and nice to meet you. And we sat down and had probably the best interview oh, of awesome. my career to this day. Like, Really? He was so intelligent. Yeah. And so just, just great to talk to. And, uh, was like, I left there going, this was the coolest, like, cause Marilyn Manson's such a freak. You just yeah. think, what is this guy going to be like? Yeah. But it was complete. He's going to sit there talking to you, like cutting himself with a bottle or yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, so yeah. then, you know, I think it was a few years later, he was back at the convention center and I was, I think I was telling Buck, like, this is going to be a, a great interview. Yeah. Cause now, I had such a great time. Awesome. Now, mind you, I had just stopped using drugs probably like six or eight months before. Right. So you were so, you were hip to the attitude of... Yeah, I was completely clean. You know, I yeah. was like, I'm not doing mountains of cocaine anymore. And, <laughs> you know, I'm not swilling beer like I used to. So yeah. then we walk in to interview Marilyn Manson. Oh. And uh, he was so high. Oh, God. And Not like weed high. No, like cocaine no. Like, high. Uh, like, like Buck, I guess, could smell it. You know, I... You knew the smell. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just, and he had this paranoid look in it. Like oh, he just no. looked paranoid. He was all super twitchy and he was yeah. like talking fast. About. Yeah. And he was wearing some kind of oil, like some kind of scent Ugh. that was very unpleasant. Okay. Was it patchouli? 
It what? No, it no. patchouli. I un- hate patchouli. Patchouli yeah. is un- sorry. It smells like a hamster cage, but it does. Patchouli <laughs> is unpleasant. But there was just something really funky about the smell. Yeah, and it was so bad that when I went home, I didn't stay for the show. I went home and you know went about my business, and I could still you still smelled it. I still had the smell, Ugh. and I went to bed, and I woke up, and I got sick. I physically got sick. I threw up because I couldn't shake the smell. Oh it was God. like inside of my nose. What? Yeah. And it was hilarious because we did a contest where a listener got to go and ask Marilyn Manson a question. Yeah. So we brought this young girl oh God. backstage <laughs> with us and she was freaked out too. She's she like, was just like terrified. Ah. And Marilyn was just sitting there just all tripping out. Crawling out weird. of his skin. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds. So it was complete opposite of what I experienced the first time. You know? But you never know what you're going to get with these people too. No. Like the first time we interviewed Corey Taylor from Slipknot, he was a total dickhead. Right. I mean, just an asshole. Just he was like. Just too full of himself. And he was yeah. probably in was a bad mood or something. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'd interview him years prior and at the old radio station on San Pedro. Yeah. And he walked in and we talked about fishing in Montana. Oh, that's awesome. Like he was the yeah. nicest guy. It just guy. depends yeah. what day yeah. you catch them on. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. And then the second time we interview him, he's great. Yeah. Same thing with Rob Zombie. Yeah. First time we interviewed him, total asshole. Yeah. Second time, it was just fine. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I get it. You know, life being in a rock band would I know. probably get old. I mean, think about it. We're not in the same mood every single day. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So when you have to interact like that with somebody all the time and you always have to be on and answer the same flipping yeah. questions, yeah, that would get monotonous. I always thought we were pretty good about our questions, though. Like, we weren't... You know what? I thought that, too. But sorry to interrupt you, but, like, I bet you everybody across the country in radio thinks that about themselves. Probably right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, though. Probably I mean, right. At least like, you're not asking, like, how do they get started in this career? Yeah, like the first time we interviewed Joe Rogan, it was like 45 minutes. And it was supposed to be a, a six... Remember when you get the interviews? They're yeah. like, all right, guys, you, you have got, six minutes. Yep. We'll let you know it's time to go. We're interviewing Joe Rogan. He was one of my first interviews at KBPI in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to the six-minute mark. They're like, okay, guys. And he's like, no, no, no. We'll, we're fine. We'll just... We'll keep talking. I love that. He and, got a good vibe And we literally talked to him for like 45 minutes. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And I, and I don't know. We usually would get a lot of times... Especially Steve-O. Steve-O is like... He was so good at interviews. Yeah. And we always got complimented uh, from whoever we're talking to. Like, wow, man, that was like, or the agent would email us back and be like, man, they were talking about how great the interview was. And usually with Steve-O, you know, he was, cause he just very articulate and just seemed to always, you know, ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Nobody else would usually ask, you know, but, uh, but that can be kind of, that's definitely, it takes a lot of skill to get to that point. Because a lot of times when you're interviewing somebody, you are so nervous. Yeah. And you can forget what you really want to ask. And it just can be kind of weird, you know? And it's kind of, it comes with just being comfortable and, you know. The greatest interview out there ever, Howard Stern. Oh, pants. Him and Joe Rogan, I think, are, I think Joe Rogan's quickly becoming the second, but Howard Stern is like, He's the master. I've been listening to Joe Rogan's podcast a lot. I haven't listened to Howard Stern in a long time, but he has a great interview. He's an amazing interviewer. He can get people to say stuff that you would just couldn't couldn't think you could get people to talk about. I think it comes down to just being comfortable. You know, like when you're comfortable with somebody and you can kind of just break that wall down, it's people are more willing to. So let's break your wall down right now, Dex. (laughs) Buck wants me to talk about things that I don't feel comfortable talking about. So. He'll break down. He'll 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 cave eventually. Yeah, we, we have lots waiting. of stuff to talk about. He's he's just waiting for that day. He had waiting a big day, day yesterday. 
I had well, we'll talk day. about that soon. I had a big day, but yeah, I don't know if I want to talk about some of the stuff, you know, cause some, some yeah. things are personal and it's you. like, how much do you want to like share? And it's, yeah, you know, it, it's weird. I don't I know. I hear you. Um, on a funny, another radio story note, yeah. I was just thinking of, sorry, I, this is like tangent. Uh, remember when Snoop Dogg came? Well, he comes a lot, but to the pavilion, whatever it was at that time, yeah. I was on with John Forsyth in the morning. John was that with Sugar Ray? Was Sugar Ray there? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. He had a, he had a bar on stage. Do you remember that? Uh, oh, it's um, when Slightly Stupid opened for them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have one of my really good friends. Um, he's a local musician in town, but he's friends with, well, he was friends. I don't think he's in the band anymore. Um, oh, I can't think of his name now. He used to be, I have a hole in my sock. He used to be the drummer in, Squirrel. um, percussionist in Slightly Stupid. Yes. Oh, cool. So they were like, come backstage. Uh, and I was already going to the show and I was like, cool, great. And it was like a weeknight. We go backstage um, I never got to see Snoop Dogg in person. I mean, I saw him in person when he was performing, but backstage, we're like hanging out by the tour bus. There's these, this huge entourage of Snoops. I'm playing cornhole with these two giant black dudes. Don't know their name. There's like, they're passing blunts around. I, I, I'm a real You're light. shit. Well, just probably from <laughs> secondhand. Cause I'm a real lightweight. So like, I don't, I don't really, I can't really hang, but, uh, but you know, I'm drinking, hanging out, whatever. And, um, I'm like, this is surreal. This is so crazy. And so we're hanging out with slightly stupid and those guys. And then it was time to go on. Um, Snoop Dogg was going on and the, the guys are like, just come on stage with us. So we were like, what? So we go on stage and we're hanging out at his bar. He had a bar on stage. Wow. This is surreal. They're serving. He came out with a rum or a some Snoop Dogg alcohol. Yeah. So they're just giving it to us, of course, for free in these red solo cups drinking. Well, I was on a morning show. Albuquerque is a small pond. There was a lot of people that saw me on stage uh, that course. night. I called in sick the next morning because I didn't even wake up in time. I was probably still buzzed. It was awful. Right. I mean, this was a really long time ago. Anyway, uh, people are like calling in and John was so pissed at me. And they're like, I saw her on stage last night at Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, no, I promise you I'm so sick. I'm so sick. And, and, oh, I was in so much That's trouble, hilarious. but it made for great radio. I mean, wow. like people were calling and talking about stories that I did and John was just livid anyway. Yeah. He needs to lighten up. <laughs> well, now he's retired and he's like traveling all over the world. Is he really? He has an Instagram account. It's retired where next or something like that wait wasn't uh, oh he was john and the bean yeah yep oh so he's old he's old no wonder he was mad <laughs> yeah like, he was that old when he was on the radio that guy's, he's not mad no that guy's <laughs> fucking old he's, i mean he was on the radio when i was like a teenager in this town yeah yeah, yeah. he's probably i'd say 70 that's pretty fucking yeah because yeah I thought but he doesn't was... act like that like he's not he he's he's rocking they sold all their shit and they just travel that's ah, all yeah, they for do them. that's what i want awesome do. Yeah. I want to do it right now. How do I do that right now? Right. <laughs> we got to think sale. of something, you guys. We got to think of something. What'd you say? Having a state sale. Uh, we would, I, wouldn't I know how we can do it. I mean, I've got an idea for a business. We don't, I'm not going to talk about it on the air because I'm literally, I am going to do this business. Yeah. I've he, got a new. He op- says this all the time, by the way. You well, say I this all the time. Re- are we doing a podcast? No, I'm just saying. Just <laughs> Go fuck yourself then. <laughs> That's true. At least you guys have each other. I've always said No, no, I, no. He's saying, oh, you always say this stuff. No, and it's he'll like, call me up. Me. No, no, no. I have, I have a real estate up. business. He'll call I have me up. bars downtown. No, yeah. I have a liquor store. Hey, we have a yeah. podcast. Hey, yeah. you, I, I'm not saying this is a bad thing because I love that you are creative and you have ideas. I think we're kindred spirits. Yeah, I think it's great. You can. You know what? You can do the business with me. You can fuck right off. 
I'm just saying, he'll, it's, I love this about Buck. He'll call I, me out of the blue and be like, oh my gosh, dude, I have this great idea. I'm going to start a crematorium. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Don't tell the ideas. Shut up, dude. <laughs> I'm like, you're going you, to cremate you. people for a living? Okay. Recession proof. <laughs> oh, that's true. More millennials. By say, the way, when I go, I want to be cremated. Yeah, me too. I was just talking about that with somebody up. Last night I was talking about that with somebody. It's kind of morbid conversation. Yeah. Hey guys, just so you know. Well, you got to work that stuff out. That's true, because we never know when it, life is precious. I have some clients. Um, I was out showing them some houses yesterday, and uh, we were driving by one of the cemeteries, and they had a you know the big billboard up by the cemetery, and she's like, yeah, we've already met with those people. Our daughter <laughs> had us do it, you know? Oh, well. She's oh got gosh. like a teenage daughter's like, do you have plans in place? You know, whoa, crazy for a teenager. Yeah, yeah. See, I want to be, uh, I want to be a tree. You know, how you oh. can get planted in like a, it's almost like a, a little egg, and the, they they put a seed in there with a don't tree. Don't say egg. You, they... I think about that Gwyneth Paltrow thing <laughs> we talked about the other day. Oh, I don't know about this. The jade vagina eggs. Oh, I've heard about. Have it. you been on the Goop website? Yeah. Yeah. She has a. It's coming to Netflix. She's full that of show. shit. Yeah. yeah, that show. It's pretty ridiculous, and the amount of money they charge for like face moisturizer and stuff. Yeah. The vagina candle was seventy five dollars, and it sold out. It's a scam. Sold out. Oh yeah, immediately. <sighs> and then all the memes started coming out, like everybody was having their own. Yeah. It's kind of gross. I, I don't heard, want to talk about it. I heard on the show, this show that's coming out on uh, on Netflix, the Goop Show or whatever. Um, there's a lady that comes in. She's like a professional. I don't know if she's like a gynecologist, but she's she's like a professional woman that knows everything about your vagina and all the inner workings and outer workings and whatever. And when you um, say professional woman, do you mean is she a prostitute or no. is she a doctor? <laughs> she a, a woman of the night. Which one is she? Because both will well, know, know a lot about the vagina. I don't know her background. She might be one of she's those. She's probably some like she's like quack. a PhD or something. I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't really know. I don't really know. All right. But the thing that I thought was most funny, and maybe some people don't know this, um, but your vagina is the inner part of your female anatomy. And the exterior... The labia. Well, no, the vagina is like the inner canal. Inner, inner part, right. Yeah. But like the outer part, there's like the vulva and the clitoris and all these things, right? right? And But the, the soundbite that I read that Gwen, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow says... And she's like, what? I thought the whole thing was my vagina. I guess I didn't even know what my vagina was or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, and you are a multimillionaire. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, how do I not become a multimillionaire? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. And for those of you that didn't know that, I'm sure there's some guys out there that don't know. Like your vagina isn't the whole thing. It's like the inside part. Some guys need help with that. They, yeah. they need, they need like a roadmap. Yeah. They yeah. do. Google it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Seriously. I love that. You know? It's all, right. it's all right there. On that note. Yeah. I feel like we're just hitting our stride. I know, right? Ah, it's true. I anytime you guys want to have me back, this is really fun. So we should probably get Moxie on. Yep. Do you want to do a, a reunion with everybody? Do you want to have like Ooh. like the whole crew? Do you want Kit and Moxie and That'd you? Be fun. And, I don't want what's her name on. Who? The oh, other one. That's fine. Oh. I probably wouldn't want to be on. Yeah. I, I, I'll just, I don't want Kiki on. What? what? Why not? I ran into her once at an event when we were, uh, the Edge was doing something and she was there and, you know, I didn't know who she was and she kind of threw me some shade. So I was like, yeah. Hey man, give her a second chance. Okay. I've, you've given people shade in the past. I I don't throw shade. Yes, you, you have. You know, I'm pretty. I'm, I've had people. I'm come pretty on. mellow. Hey, people have said the same thing about me before because it could have been a bad day or maybe I just see what like we were just talking about. I'm sure that we've had 
I've had people say, like, I tried talking to Buck once and he was a dick. Oh, see? But I'm sure they've said the same thing about, I know they've said the same thing about me. So it happens. Everybody Give her a second says that chance. About you. Give her, you know, they don't. I'm just shy. Me too. I just come off as, I look like I'm a dick all the time because I'm just, I don't, I'm just. Because <laughs> you're into well, your your head, you do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know what? These two. I'm literally sitting in between them and it's just like this old married couple. It's really? <laughs> well, well, I can't you know, wait till you guys are on video. You know what's funny is people people have been listening to the podcast are like, you guys sound like you just have just still been doing this. Yeah. You know, and it's like, sometimes you find that person that's, yeah, uh, you know. That's cool. They yeah. kind of compliment you, I guess. Yeah. I just wish you weren't so insecure. That's the only thing. Really? You're the what? insecure one. No, I'm fine. I'm not insecure. I can let things go. You can't. I can. Okay. I can totally let things uh-huh. go. If what you want to have what's her name on, we can have her on. Oh, <laughs> I'm like back at that. I see. Yes. Dude, the first podcast we did together it was so funny. We ended, I, and uh, I'm sitting on the couch, and he goes, "So why didn't you? Why didn't you talk about me or ask me questions about my life?" <laughs> So we talked for like an hour and 30 minutes. Okay. And it was basically like me interviewing Dex. Right. And it was that bullshit. That's bullshit because I was asking him about his real estate. I asked him about his kids and he didn't answer me very, he didn't give me, he didn't really. I have to go back and listen. I think I, your very first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing though. I jumped around. They're not sequential. Here's the thing. He was being such a peckerhead that day. Like he, look at him. See, he's, he's smiling. smiling. He has he's a totally smiling right now. He was, he was being such a dick that day. It's like, <laughs> dude, listen, we're doing this. Okay. Whether you like I, it or not. I didn't know. We're doing this podcast. I didn't know if this was actually going to get used to it. I was like, you know what? There's going to be like 10 people are going to listen. You know, it's like, uh, it, hey, this isn't going to last. That's okay. We even appreciate it, all 10 of you. Yeah. Even if it was 10 people, but just so you know, we have people listening in like 30 different countries. What? Every week. That's amazing. Yeah, we've got people listening all over the United States, Canada. I mean, I honestly didn't think it was gonna blow up like it did, but um, I, I was just kind of like, okay, let's do this, whatever. Plus, I was tired. I work a lot, man. Come he's on, he's like the he's like the oldest young person you'll ever meet. <laughs> Seriously, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. He's like at a that. he's like an old freaking curmudgeon. Inside. You're going to have to go back him up with that dog he's house sitting at because I'm worried for him. I'm not backing him up with the dog. I'm worried for him. He'll, be fine. he'll be fine. I'm or fine. you just got to stay It's there. just a giant mastiff puppy that weighs probably 150 pounds right now. <laughs> yeah, seriously, 150 <laughs> and pounds. Lo- and hates men. Yeah. Oh, great. I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't turn into Cujo. It was funny because Derek What did you goes, say, Kudu? Kujo. Kujo. Remember uh, Kujo? I thought you said Kudu. You said, no, he said Kudu. Did We're going to go back and listen to that. Uh, I, thought he, I, I thought he said Kudu. When uh, last night, Darren, he goes, oh, you got to be careful because when his eyes get red like that, that means he's getting super aggressive <laughs> and he probably doesn't <laughs> what? know what he's doing. And I'm like, Are they kidding you right now? His no. eyes turn red like the like, Hulk? It, no, seriously. And I just thought of Kujo. You know, just turning into this like, oh my gosh. Rabid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll watch out. And he's like, if a ball gets too close to you and his head's close, don't grab the ball too quickly because he'll (laughs) grab your hand. What can you do around this dog? I don't know. Just keep feeding him and you'll be fine. I'm going to wear gloves. Just throw food at him. I'm going to wear gloves. Don't put your hand out, it sounds like. I want to see a picture of this dog. He's very handsome. Yeah. He's a very, very handsome young dog. He's a good boy. Yeah, he is. (laughs) 
All right. Well, thank you for yeah. coming on. You're welcome anytime. Cool. If you have, I kind of feel like we didn't talk enough about your job, your beer guild thing. Yeah, you know? we can talk about that. Whatever. We, but, yeah. But uh, we'll have you back on and we'll talk more cool. about it. Do you have anything you need to like plug? Are there any events coming up? Because this is actually going to go out today. Yeah, actually, there's a really cool event that we're doing. So uh, it's called the Stout Invitational. It's annual. Um, and every year it sells out. It's at Bathtub Row Brewing in Los Alamos. Um, and it is three different sessions. You get a flight at 16 different breweries right now brewing special beers for this event. And they're going to kind of compete and you vote on your favorite. Um, so anyways, tickets are on sale right now at holdmyticket.com or nmbeer.org is our website. Okay. And, uh, it does sell out. So come, it's a really fun event nice. and it's happening Valentine's day weekend. Oh, that's oh. cool. Yeah, so it's kind of cool date thing. I was also thinking maybe we should incorporate like for singles doing some sort of speed dating round there or something. So I'm oh, that's a that. good idea. Right? Because not everybody's coupled up. So you take a flight, you slam it real quick, and then you uh, <laughs> go out, and then you meet the next person, then you'd slam another flight. That actually, kind of sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to consult you guys, and we'll work out the kinks on this. Okay. We'll do something fun. All right. And fun. please be my guests if you guys want to come. It's, it's a fun time. Yeah. Hey, if you guys, uh, obviously you can get us anywhere podcast or listen to, we're on every major platform. If you want more information about advertising on the Buck Index podcast, email us thebuckindexarmy at gmail.com and we'll get you some information. Leah Black. Thank you. Thank you, Leah Thanks, Black. Thanks guys. I almost Bye. forgot to tell you, I have a friend in my phone. I have two Leahs. Okay. Leah Black and Leah Block. Really? Swear, I'll oh, show I think you. you've texted me before a long time ago and you said something. I was like, I don't understand. You're like, oh, this is the wrong Leah. Wrong Leah. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'll get that worked out. <laughs> oh, by the way. Yes. I did forget all this. Social media, please follow the New Mexico Brewers Guild. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, NM Brewers Guild. Okay. Follow and you'll follow all the breweries. I, I try to post all the stuff from the breweries. So thanks. Awesome. Right. Leah Black, thank you.